welcome to the Leadership View Podcast. here and I'm excited to introduce our special guest for today's podcast. It's none other than my great uncle, Robert Andrew. I've been trying to convince Uncle Bob to come on the show for quite a while now and after promising to make him his favorite Greek sweets, he finally relented. Today's episode was supposed to center on the topics of leadership and hard work, but I think you'll enjoy the many rabbit trails and hilarious stories that emerge instead. I haven't laughed this hard in a while, and I'm sure you'll love the practical insights and wisdom he shares in his stories from the past. Enjoy the show. Okay, now we're ready. All right, so hard work. Yes. uh, My brothers invited me to come down to their store one day to do a little sweeping on Saturday. Uh, And for a couple of hours, they gave me a candy bar, and little by little, before you know it, 35 years passed, and... uh, (laughs) There I was still sweeping the floor and earning candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a very interesting stay. Many stories, different kinds of customers. When you're in the food business, you deal with everybody from homeless and winos up to bank presidents and stockbrokers. They all have one common denominator. They all have to eat. And you learn how to deal with all sorts of people. People without brains, people with <laughs> brains, and people who think they got brains. <laughs> And then there's always um, a few colorful characters coming in. Um, no. uh, hold my money, okay, don't give it to me no matter what I tell you. And then the next morning he's there waiting for me, 6 o'clock in the morning. Give me my money or else. I give him the money. Three days later he came back. Why did you give me that money? I told you not to. It. Get out and don't you ever come back. <laughs> yes, Okay. That's good. Okay. Now, would mom like to say something? No. This is Uncle Bob's turn. I've got a couple more questions for you. Fine. Okay. So explain um, what the store was. Like, how did you get it and everything? What the store was? Mm -hmm. Well, we sold everything from soup to nuts. We sold cars. We sold clothes. We sold uh, sandwiches. We sold oranges, apples, garlic, Chinese food, Mexican food. You name it. We had it. You want it? You have it the next hour. (laughs) On demand. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very busy from 5 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. And it was you and your three other brothers that ran yeah, the store. My bro- and my mom, my powder puff mom was there. And uh, our sister-in-law, Emily, of course, was helping out. She was our, our lottery girl and our pickup girl. It was a family affair. Uh, it ran very, very well. And believe it or not, 35 years, the brothers never had one argument about anything. It's amazing. That's good. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Each person has his own job, and we all did it well, and uh, everything worked out pretty good. So what was your job? Uh, catch all. <laughs> name it. I, I was the banker. And uh, what's your name again? Christina. Christina. <laughs> Christina's grandfather was the bookkeeper. He couldn't add two and two together, but he was our bookkeeper. And um, What about Peter, your oldest? Peter, well, he was the chief, actually. He was the overseer of all. Mm-hmm. The rest of us had different departments. How about Uncle John? Uncle John was the bouncer. <laughs> he had a rubber hose with a piece of steel in the in the toe, and uh, we used it a couple of times in a few characters. When needed. When needed, yeah. We had shoplifters. We had all sorts of things going on. So, so any other stories you could tell us about hard work, like how you learned the value of a hard work? Well, it wasn't really hard work. When you enjoy what you're doing, it's not hard work. 
Hard work is something you do if you don't really like to do it. Then it's I don't care what it is. It's going to be hard. But if you like doing what you're doing, it comes very easy. I mean, we were working 12, 13 hours a day, seven days a week. Didn't bother me. No vacations. Uh, the, the store was our uh, entertainment and everything else. <laughs> so it was a story a minute in that place. Did you have people that you hired and brought in to help you run the store? Very few. We did most of it ourselves. We had maybe, you know, people would clean up, stuff like stock the shelves, but nothing more. We would handle all the cash. <laughs> we didn't trust anybody. <laughs> I don't want to tell you about our cigar boxes. <laughs> what? Well, what are we, the cigar boxes? We had a little tiny cigar box for the wives, uh-huh. and a little cigar box for miscellaneous bills, and then our giant cigar boxes <laughs> for ourselves. The, the girls would get a little tiny cigar box of money. And then we invested all the money, and the four of us retired uh, at pretty young ages. We did pretty well, bought some stocks and buildings. With the money, the store produced quite a bit of money for all four of our families. So, Why is hard work important, though? Well, there's no other way to do anything. You have to work hard, and luck is called uh, L-U-C-K, labor under correct knowledge. <laughs> Nothing comes easy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Were there any times you felt like giving up? Never. Store? You just we went it. through storms. We went through snowstorms. We went through floods. We went through, you name it. We were there every day, rain or shine. The store was open no matter what. <laughs> okay, what else? What other kind of work did you do in the store? But we did, we did banking for people. We kept records for them, picked up their, their, their mail would come to us. We would forward it to them. Of course, there's a slight commission involved. But, <laughs> you know, nothing comes free. That's true. Uh, we had a little department of uh, financial affairs, <laughs> of which I was in charge. And, uh, of course, you know, we would uh, cash people's checks. We, we took care of all kinds of problems. You had a problem, we solved it for you, minus a small commission. <laughs> How did you learn the ethic of working hard? From my daddy. He worked hard every day, and we learned it from my daddy. Tell me about his work. Well, he worked for the railroad, and he would put in 10, 12 hours a day, six days a week, and he would not take a vacation. He worked. Never took a trip on the railroad, by the way. He had free transportation wherever he wanted to go. I think the furthest he went was the Brookfield Zoo, which was about 10 miles away. <laughs> and then he got sick on the train, and he never rode another train. He just repaired him. That was it. <laughs> CB&Q Railroad. And he was a little bit tight with his money, huh? Uh, more than tight. The man would make his own shoes if he could. <laughs> He had a pair of coveralls on. I went to his job one day. If he had those coveralls today, they would be a collector's item. He had all kinds of big patches with big sewing, you know. It was just the only thing you could recognize from the original uh, overall was the buckles. Everything else was patched. That's cute. I think that thing lasted him 25 years at the clothes he wore. And wasn't there one time where he thought that he lost money? Uh, One time he was going to the bank, yes. He had... uh, his bank books and some little cash in one hand, and he was going down the stairs. He found a little trash, and we had a furnace at that time that burned coal. And he went down. He said, I think I'll throw this trash in the furnace, and then I'll go to the bank. So he opens up the door of the furnace. It's going full blast. He throws the stuff in there, wounds up. He threw his, <laughs> he threw his bank book in there and burned it up. Then he came upstairs. He was pale as a ghost. His hands were smoking. I said, Dad, what, what happened? He stuck his hands in the fire trying to get the bank book out of there. Oh, his no. hands all got burned, so he took him to the hospital. We're sitting there, the nurse comes in, and he had his wedding ring on, and she says, well, we're going to have to cut that ring off so we get your hands all patched up. He says, I don't want you to cut my wedding ring. They got into a big conversation, and a doctor was passing by, 
And the doctor said, just, I'll take care of this nurse. So he took a string and he wrapped it around my dad's finger real tight and then stuck the string under the ring, unwound it, and the ring came right off, right off. So then my dad put his hand on his head like, you know, to say, see how smart the doctor is? That's why he's a doctor and you're a nurse. And I told him, Dad, be careful. That nurse has got a, a six-inch needle jab in you, and you'll learn to salute, believe me. What else? So you learned your hard work ethic from him. My dad and my mom. She was very industrious. <laughs> was she? Tell oh, us about her. She's, with her with her uh, conversation, she was very industrious, but she was a little bit lazy. You know, she sit <laughs> sit on a chair and point with her foot what to do. <laughs> what about the giant pancake? Yeah, she would make one big frying. Instead of making a bunch of small pancakes, she would make one giant pancake as big as the frying pan. And the center was not cooked properly, but she made my dad eat it anyway. <laughs> she was L-A-Z-Y. And there was um, how many kids? Well, six. Six kids. Mm-hmm. Six, six kids. She has six kids in 10 years. Very productive. <laughs> she was a hard worker, too. <laughs> yeah. And we all look just like her. That's the bad part. <laughs> About hard work. Well, as I say, hard work is not, work is not hard if you enjoy what you're doing. If you don't like what you're doing, it's very hard. Mm. It could be just sitting on a chair. If that's hard for you, that's going to be hard for you, right? If right. you like sitting on a chair, it's easy, <laughs> right? If you don't like sitting on the chair, very difficult. You want me to tell you the car story? Please. Okay, this gentleman came in the store, and he wanted a radio for his car. And I, this is, in the morning, I just happened to get a nice, beautiful Cadillac in from a man who owned his, owed his bookie some money. <laughs> And he had to uh, raise cash immediately or he'd be in real big trouble with the bookie. So I bought the car for, I don't know, $2,000. And in comes this gentleman looking for a radio for his car. And I explained to him, I have a beautiful radio outside with a beautiful Cadillac wrapped around that radio. (laughs) So he went out there and saw that car. He said, that's a nice car. He said, now, don't you sell that. How much you want? So I told him $5,000. And he said, I'll be back. I'm going to go up to my, <clears throat> my credit union and try to get a loan and see if we can buy the car. He said, don't sell it. I'll be back in a couple of hours. So sure enough, two or three hours later, he came back with another gentleman, all dressed real nice, had a, a derby on, had a, a walking stick and his briefcase. And he said, we'd like to examine the vehicle before we make a loan <laughs> to this. <laughs> so we opened the back door and he saw that Cadillac and he told him, listen, that car is mine. He, he wrote me the check. And off he drove. And then I sold the other guy a radio on top of it. So <laughs> I cleaned up two times on that one. That's some good thinking and hard work. That's right. you got to use hard work and brains. If you have one or the other, hard work is no good without a brain. And a brain is no good without hard work. It's got to come together. Isn't that true? That's very true. Yeah. it's a good point. You have to have something to offer that people want and can afford your service. Mm-hmm. And do your job properly and don't lie to people. What you tell them, you do. No double talk. Doesn't doesn't pay. That's right? good. Right. You gotta be straight. Okay, what else? <laughs> well, we had this, one guy one giant in. guy came in and he was a really big guy, but he was like a metal case. So he walks over to the refrigerator, opens it up, takes out a package of bologna or something, and starts heading for the door. So I say, Hey, where are you going with that? And he's looking at me. So I'm going to grab it from him, and he's putting his hand higher and higher. He's a really big guy. He couldn't reach it. So finally, I grabbed his arm, and he starts swinging me around on his arm. Then my brother Pete came over there, and we got into a big scuffle. And this guy was trying to punch Pete, but his arm wouldn't move quickly because I I was hanging on it. (laughs) I was off the ground, actually. 
And then he was going like a like a gorilla. He looked down to see why isn't my arm moving, and there's Bob swinging back and forth on his arm. So I jumped on his back. I tried to stick my fingers in his nose to pull him down, and instead it went in his mouth. The guy bit me. I had to go get a tetanus shot. I had to get stitches. So the next time he came in, I gave him the bologna and a loaf of bread also to tell him, enjoy your lunch. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah, it cost me about 500 bucks to get out of that one. So I figure a piece of bologna and a loaf of bread is a bargain. <laughs> okay. A, yes, nice that's yeah. a nice story. What yeah, about that was a true story, though. The guy we went out in the street, and we were dancing around. I, I was on his back, punching him out. I'm and he's you know going back and forth. So I grabbed him from here. Uh-huh. I pulled him over. My hand went in his mouth, and he fell on top of me. The guy weighed about three hundred, and he's laying on top. And boom, boom, we're slugging him away. <laughs> finally, some guy came and hit him with a club, and it quieted him down. And then I had to go to the hospital. I had a he bit me. The guy, the guy bit me. <laughs> Like a dog. <laughs> so then he came in. He came about a week later. He came in again. I gave him actually. I gave him a package of bologna and a loaf of bread. I told him, "Now here you go. You're a nice man. Just go." Because he was a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Did he ever come back after that? No, I never saw him. Then another guy came in and he says, uh, "Can I have an apple?" So my brother said, "Yeah, they're over there." So he goes over there, starts eating the apple. That was your papu. And he says, "Hey, you gonna pay for the apple?" He says, well, "You told me I could have it." So anyway, they get into an argument. And Louis pulled the apple, whatever it was, left out of his hands. So the guy's standing there with his arms folded, thinking. And then he started taking his clothes off. First his shirt came off, his jacket. So I called the police. I say, there's a guy in here taking off his clothes. So the Chicago policeman, is he naked yet? I will not yet, but he will call us back when he's naked. <laughs> so about 10 minutes later, I called back. I said, all his clothes are off now. I said, okay, they send a car over there. They come, they grabbed all his clothes and him, they put a blanket around him, put him in the car, but they took him a few blocks away and dumped him off. He came back and started the same thing all over again. So the second time, we kind of take care, took care of him. <laughs> he went out the back door, flying. And you explained very nicely and gently. Oh, gently. To, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then this other man one day, he broke our window for some reason. He threw a rock through a window, so we went out and we grabbed it and all these people were around her, so I didn't want to rough him up. Says, Pete, this man is obviously injured. Let's take him in back. Look, he's got a little cut. We'll go bandage him up. <laughs> Boy, we took him in the back room. Then we bandage him up. Boom, 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 boom. So we throw him out the back door. Then about five minutes later, bam, bam, bam. I open the door. Where's my ballpoint pen? So we pulled him back in again. He worked him over again and threw him out a second time. <laughs> uh, he, he came back for his pen. Yeah, he said, where's my ballpoint pen? Well, we cashed this one guy's check one day for him, and he's counting his money as he's going out the door. Mm-hmm. So this guy sees him coming out, counting the money, he snatches it on him. So we ran over trying to grab him. He went through like a karate stance, and he's backing up, backing up, backing up towards the curb. But my brother John was unloading a truck, and he was on top of, you know, on the platform of the truck, and this guy was backing up. He came right by the truck, and John had a case of ham. That weighs 72 pounds oh in a wooden goodness. crate. That he took that thing and threw it right down on the guy's head like a jackhammer. Oh, my goodness. Well, we got the guy's money back for him. <laughs> and the other guy, he became six inches shorter when he got up. <laughs> John, John was, he, he would lose his head, that guy. The guy was a maniac. You know, he was a nice, calm guy, but if you freak out, look out. <laughs> Um, what about the monkey story? Well, that's not too good of a story. I mean, a guy came in, he's leaving town. He had a monkey for some reason in a cage. <laughs> and he said, I'm leaving town. Well, you want to buy this monkey? I said, I don't want that monkey. Get out of here. Said, hey, just give me 10 bucks. Anything. I got to get rid of this thing. All right. 
So we just happened to have a bunch of groceries, wholesale stuff coming in. All the cases are on the floor. And I put the monkey on top of the boxes. And 10 minutes later, in comes a railroad conductor. And I swear to God, he looked. He had the same hairline. <laughs> he almost looked, looked like his son. <laughs> the only thing he had a tail. Otherwise, it looked like his son. I'm telling you. So he's looking. Is that monkey for sale? I was, well, he said, how much you want for him? I was, 50 bucks. Oh, good. He took the monkey. Off he went. Half an hour later, he came running back. I got to get some bananas. What's the matter? He's, we we let the monkey out of the uh, train where they, where they rest the conductors. We let him out of the cage. He went up into the ventilating shaft of the. He's running all over the railroad station <laughs> in the ventilating shafts. I got to get the, the the boss finds that monkey. I'm going to be in trouble. Give me some bananas. What is he? Peanuts. Give me something. <laughs> His son got into the ventilating shafts. <laughs> so on top of the fifty dollar monkey, you sold him bananas. And then I sold him bananas and peanuts. That's right. I never thought of that. Good idea. But this guy looked like the monkey, believe it or not. He had the, the hairline. Was, <laughs> they looked at each other with love at first sight. <laughs> uh, that's a good story. I think this is good material, you guys. Well, okay, then you don't get sued. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Leadership You podcast. For more resources for leaders, visit our website at volunteeru.org.